right, it's live. Ah, hallelujah. Uh, so, this is, uh, things don't go according, according to plan all the time. Sure. And that's a part of learning lessons. You fuck up, then you learn a lesson. You got that right. Um, so, I, what the intention was to record on some equipment for this episode with stuff I borrowed from my friend. But it yeah. uses AA batteries, and AA didn't want to work. So AA sucks. Very primitive. Get, get the lithium-ion rechargeable batteries. Yes, also the environment. You know, we don't want to just clog the landfills with Duracells. And they... And they don't keep on. What is the the? They just keep going. Energizer and go. No, they don't. They don't. They're liars. Liar. Energizer. Yes, I like it. I love a good pun. <laughs> so, um, this is the first time I'm doing this this way. So that's again experience. Something we're gonna learn off of. Oh yeah. So I'm hanging in the hotel room, which I've never done. Uh, Never been in a hotel ever in my life. No, I'm uh, kidding. What are you, Amish? That. What are you, Am? <laughs> Hanging out with Mark Norman in the hotel room, and we're recording a podcast on my iPad because it was a backup, and I apologize, but, you know, it's an evolving process. I constantly say it. You got that right. Um, uh, so, like, the, the stuff that fascinates me in the world is uh, role models. Mm-hmm. I love, like, I love being, like, Wow, I've been someone who can inspire somebody to do something else. Uh-huh. What's like your, what's your like thoughts on like, what's like the ideal sort of arch- archetype that would be like somebody you strive to be like, or maybe somebody who inspired you to be the way you are. Wow, hey, that's a doozy. Um, I got, I'm all over the road with role models. Uh, you know Shep Gordon. You know who that is. Yeah, yeah. You've heard that? I've heard the name. Yeah, he's I don't know a, who he is though. He's uh, they call him Supermensch. He's like the oh, nicest okay. guy ever. Yeah, they, they made that um, documentary. Yes, yeah, he's got a book. Okay, he's a great guy, and he he became a uh, he became an, a musical agent. Like uh, didn't they? They Sandy Wexler was sort of based off of. Oh, is that right? That's uh, that could that, be true. That, yeah, I'm 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 asking because I, I don't, really I don't know because Sandy <laughs> Wexler was horrific. As Did you not like it? Oh, garbage. I, I mean, I appreciated it for what it was. Like, I didn't go into it with really high hopes. Yeah. So, I I, I kind of do that with a lot of things. Like, it's just like, go in forgiving. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, like, that's kind of how I went into, like, relationships with women. I would uh-huh. be like, keep those expectations low. Yes, yes. Keep those expectations low. She's got a dick, but I forgive. <laughs> no, I get you it. You start out forgiving. Right, right. Uh... That's so I, I I go through life that way as well. But yeah, uh, so Shep Gordon, this guy out of New York, Jewish guy, moves to L.A., meets Janis Joplin, uh, starts managing her, then meets Alice Cooper, who's nobody, and he has all these ideas. He's like, all right, we'll put your name on a bus, and they'll have the bus quote unquote crash and break down in the middle of London. Mm-hmm. So now everyone sees their ad. I mean he had all these like innovative ideas. He managed uh, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Groucho Marx, all these crazy crazy celebrities, uh some fucking singer he had, uh Linda Ronstadt or somebody like that where he got a photo of her with John Lennon <laughs> and he just pushed that out there. So everybody's like, Oh she knows Lennon, she must be huge and that blew her up. Yeah. So he's a cool guy and he helped everybody, then he got cancer and it was a whole thing. But he was like the nicest guy ever, and uh, then like Larry David, I love bald Jews from New York. 
apparently. But it yeah. has to be a combination of those three things. Yes. Otherwise, yes. if he's a bald Jew and he's from like Jersey, screw that guy. Right. Now it's got to be the Big Apple. But yeah, Larry David, this guy who struggled for he was a cab driver. He was poor. He was a brilliant comedic mind. And until really, he worked on a couple TV shows. But until Essa or uh, Seinfeld said, "Hey, come right on my show, come help me," he wasn't really. No one really uh, appreciated how brilliant he was, and now he's like a comedy legend. He's a staple. So I love these guys who are truly themselves, and they find a way to make it in by being them all the way. You know, you got all these guys like Larry the Cable Guy. He's a millionaire and famous and a household name, but he's just faking some character. You know, he's he's not. He's Dan Whitney. He's not actually like this hick redneck idiot. He thought of the the bus driver stunt, like just like Chef Gordon. Like oh really really no 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 this is not this is not me telling you facts about Larry oh the it's a metaphor I, I don't know Larry the Cable Guy I mean right. we don't call each other I don't know uh, yeah that'd be uh, odd <laughs> be like well Corey this is how I really talk I don't right. have that he does talk like right. that yeah so Dan Whitney I uh, I don't know him but I'm saying like he just thought of a way to market just like uh, Shep Gordon was just like all right people will buy this right there's a market for it and as you know as, as much as I don't like staying on the topic so much but the market for you know who will buy this thing if i decorate it this way like sort of like uh trump trump like turning everybody against everybody else like it's everybody else's fault so now these these like nobodies like these white trash trailer trash guys now can look to a mil a billionaire mm-hmm. and and relate with him because he's saying those Mexicans are the problem. We uh-huh. create a common enemy, right. so then we relate to each other. There you go. Maybe that's what Larry the Cable got. Oh, unboxing a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, Larry the Cable. I mean, he made it. He figured it out. And props to him for that. But I just like these guys who are completely genuine. Who who find a way to bring you to them. Mm. Larry the Cable guy's like, I'll go to you. I'll say get her done, and you'll love it. But I like guys who. You know, go, I'm going to do it my way and, and make it quality. Mm-hmm. It's it's more real and genuine. And, and, yeah, a lot of guys, just, you know, like Bill Burr is a guy I watch, and I go, man, he is so himself, and he found a way. Because there's, there's like a little gem in all of us somewhere, and you got to figure out how to shine that gem and then hide the other shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a horribly pretentious thing I just said, and cheesy as hell, but well, I mean, it, you get it, what it I'm applies. saying. It applies. It's, yeah. not, it's not something that is outrageous. It's something that really, truly applies. Yeah, like, it's in us. Sincerity and who you truly are. Yes. If that shines through and you don't, if who you truly are is a piece of shit, then, then make be somebody that, else. Well, no, no. If you're a piece of shit, find that way to spin it. <laughs> right. To be interesting and, uh, and have fans and people get you and understand you and well, enjoy you. you. Know, like, you try to learn and teach at the same time. Aha, uh-huh. yes, that's big. you got to keep I, learning. Yeah. If you I, can't go left, go left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a big... Uh, those guys are, like, big uh, inspirations for me. Anybody, like... It's weird because, like... Oh, God. No, thank you! Okay. I think you Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry! Okay. Housekeeping. <laughs> Having sex... <laughs> Unless you want to join. Oh wow, she's giggling. She didn't say no, thank you. She didn't. She's got a key. She can come in anytime she wants. She did not say no, thank you. No, no, uh, no. But yeah, man. I, I mean, 
let's say, okay, uh, I've been in the wrestling business for a really long time, so I meet a lot of my heroes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you meet these heroes and they're pieces of shit. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, how often does that happen in the comedy game? I mean... Well, I think... Sorry it, for being such a, like, I'm a reporter who's asking no, you no. questions about a thing. Please. I'm really, That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, you always meet people, and it's never, because you build this thing up in your head of who they are, and it's never going to be that thing, because you built it up, and they're a real person. So it's never what you want, but I met Seinfeld, he was kind of scary, but I mean, you know... Well, who, who he doesn't owe me anything? He doesn't have to like sign anything for me and kiss my ass. So, but I think that's what people think. They go, "I'm a huge fan. I've been watching everything you do. Why are you so mean to me?" He's like, "I'm not mean to you. I'm just treating you like a person I don't know." Right? You know? So like, like, like you can know me all, all really well, but I don't know you at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't know you at all. I don't owe you anything. So I totally get it. I'm not one of these idiots who's like, "Oh, he didn't kiss my ass. What the hell?" But like, there's a few guys who I don't want to mention who are like. Kind of just mean dudes where you're like, ah, you're just a, you're just not a good guy in general, mm-hmm. not just to me. No, you don't want to mention it because you don't want to give them the press, or you don't want. Uh... Well, I see them all the time, okay. and uh, they're they're well known. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Like I, I've met recently like some names in wrestling, people who I idolized when I was a kid, and they're judgmental. Oh yeah, of course. Like, just like, like. Awful people, and I was like, "How did you?" And then, and then it was like, "Oh, do you have to be a piece of shit to make it in this?" Business? Yeah, you start wondering and that. Then, and then I'm like, "Oh well, um, I, I, uh, I, I, I took a quote from this guy Lanny Poffo mm-hmm. years ago. He said, "I'll be myself, or I'll be by myself." Oh, and I, I like it. I just I I repeat that sometimes when That's I think good. about how like cutthroat entertainment is, or mm-hmm. so, something like that. So I just want to. Forge your path where someone else can go, hey, that's kind of who I want to be like. Right. No, I like that. That's cool. Like, I've been saying it on here a lot, but I'm saying, like, I'm more, I'm not a, rel- a religion guy, uh-huh. but if I am the religion of anything, I'm the religion of role models. Uh-huh. Like being something that yeah. other people want to s- see what you do and sort of be inspired yeah. by it. Right. So, uh, like, instead of, like, instead of, like, Taking the same path that somebody else took, that you know, you're not going to measure up to exactly what their path is. Your your path is your own. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I was a kid, I remember thinking, like, why why can I only see that I can't see myself all the time unless yes. I look in the mirror? And I started thinking about like how the the view through my eyes was like the the like this reality. Like I thought the the plot of that South Park episode. Before that show was even a, an, an idea that was ever on TV, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're like some reality... I, reality show wasn't even a thing when I was mm-hmm. six or seven years old, but like the awareness that like this is all a TV show. And then it's like, who do I cast in my TV show? And like that, that idea went away for a long time, and now it's come back that I'm a grown-up. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, you know, who... Who are the type of people that I want to cast in my TV show? Who right. are the type of people that are not going to take things from like from me and, that I can't get back? Uh huh. And not not things because things aren't the things that I'm talking about. But like you know, like energy. You know, energy. Oh, yeah. is every everything is energy. So I mean, sure. I, feel, I feel like if if somebody's just going to you know feed me stuff that I can't, you know what I mean, that I can't come back from uh-huh. or something. It's like give me. Give me some good energy, or you know, give off other people good energy instead. 
Like I did a thing and uh, see if you can do it for yourself. Um, I started saying like name the top five people in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of those people want stuff from you? Oh yeah. Probably. How many of those people are in your life because you can do something for them? I don't think not in my top five. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So you're you're nailing it, dude. All right. You're well, you're nailing it. Hey. But I hear what you're saying about being yourself, being the true you, like finding your voice. It's mm-hmm. the hard I've been doing comedy almost twelve years. So that's a lot of stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. But I still sometimes go, Who the hell am I? What's my voice? And it's right there in front of me, but I still can't pinpoint it, and it's so goddamn frustrating. I'm always jealous of people who know exactly who they are on stage or their persona or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. but it's it's so hard to find it. Oh, man, I'm like that, I feel that exact yeah. same way. How old are you? 34. Same. Oh, nice. So I feel, I feel it a lot of ways where I'll be like, like man, I've never, I never found my voice in comedy. Like... I get I be I'm a silly goose and sometimes like when I would go to do stand up I would like try to act like I'm just doing jokes that are sort of offensive because they're gonna get laughs or whatever. Mm. But that's not my voice and that's why I kinda like kept taking breaks from comedy and mm-hmm. like not going back to it. And that, then like I started doing this podcast and then I was like, Oh, I'm gonna do comedy again and then I did it, but I had done all jokes that weren't my voice. Mm. I did a whole bunch like all my old jokes that I just like pulled back out to try mm. again and people people kind of hated me oh really yeah like i kind of they kind of hated me. you like i i bombed for sure oh okay well like, that's I, normal i bombed like the last two times i've done stand-up but how many times have you done it recently uh two all right well there you go i mean you're supposed to bomb and I, I get all these young comics hitting me up I'm having some trouble with comedy. I'm having like I'm hitting a wall. I don't know what to do, and having a lot of letdowns. I'm like, you're supposed to. You're a year in. You're supposed to bomb. It's supposed to be hard. What do you think? It's just gonna you're gonna get offered a Netflix special on your third try? No, get out there. You're supposed to struggle. It's supposed to be frustrating. Yeah, you're learning something. You wouldn't do that with a piano. Uh, I keep hitting the wrong keys. Can I have? Can we get coffee and talk about it? No, <laughs> go hit more keys. Try it again. Ah, it's infuriating. Cause it, it also belittles comedy as an art form. Like, oh, I don't know why. It's just not working for me. Well, maybe you suck. Maybe you're not funny. Get better. <laughs> like, there's like, there's like a processes that you can go through instead of just like asking somebody how they did it because yes. their, their way up the mountain is going to be a way different of course. path than yours is. Yeah, and uh, getting caught, co- it's always, let's get coffee and discuss it. What, what the fuck, what am I going to tell you? I'm going to get coffee with you, I'm going to waste my time, go find you, meet you, sit down, do the bullshit, how you doing, uh, cold out, huh? And then I'm going to go, get on stage more, write more. And they're going to go, but what else? That's it. <laughs> That's it. The waste of coffee date. Like, man, if you were if you were a bald Jew from New York City, we uh. could... We could we could really make some magic. Happen. I wish, yeah. That's my guy right there. Give me a big baldy Hebrew. <laughs> the uh, how often does that happen to you? The coffee thing, yeah, all the time. All these young comics, hey, which is a very entitled move. I, when I moved to New York, I would never be like, "Hey, Hannibal Burris uh, or John Mulaney, established comedian who's uh, ahead of me in the game. What, 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 any tricks? Any tips? I would never think to do that. I wouldn't bother them. Yeah, and but people do it to me all the time. Well, what used to be against the rules is now commonplace. I think it is because we're kind of in a boom right now comedically, yeah. and I think so. There's like a zillion people just like, oh, I'll either be a 
bartender or a comedian, or I'll be a, a an attorney or a comedian. So like, it's just another choice now because you can make it mm-hmm. so easily. And I think uh, you get this boom going, and all these people jump in, and they go, "Why isn't it working for me?" You know, they they have more of a business mind where they're like, "I've been doing it two years; I should be at this level by now." But that's not how it works. You can do it forty years and get nowhere. You can go two years and blow up. It's all different. Did you ever, are you watching Crashing right now? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. When yeah. the uh, Whitney Cummings was on the episode, the I, one of the last ones, and she was like, "Some people just got it." Oh yeah, and then he's like, "Or eventually you develop it," and she's like, "No." Yeah, you yeah. Just got it. Like, exactly. But that's what I think some people go like, oh, when you got it, you just get it, and there yeah. it goes. And put that on a shirt. But <laughs> but it's not like that. You kind of have to, like, hone something. Mm-hmm. You got to pop. This is the sort of thing you just said. It was like you polish something up, uh, almost like um, accentuate the positives mm-hmm. and hide the negatives. Right. Um, that's kind of what. Um, a bald Jew from New York City, Paul Heyman, who ran ECW, did oh, with really? that company. It was like ECW became like the cult of of the pro wrestling scene in the '90s. Like that was where hardcore wrestling kind of started. Mm. Where like when you see any kind of like blood or you see any kind of weapon, it's because it sort of happened in ECW first. Well, there you go. I love that. I love a person just starts something out of nowhere and it blows up like that. Mm-hmm. Like New York hip hop was that way, and uh, like stand up comedy was that way. It just kind of started in a coffee shop and it just blew up into this thing it is today. It wasn't even around. It's an American art form jazz, stand up, hip hop, the other thing. <laughs> Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. There you go. That's all American, right? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, a wrestling was like Greek, yeah, I think, that, but I like mean, pro wrestling, everything where you're people wound with chairs. Up being its own thing. Like there was like that catch us can wrestling, and there's like the puroresu, which is like Japanese pro wrestling. Uh-huh. So it's like there's like different parts of the world that call it a different thing, and it's sort of a little bit different. Like Mexico, lucha libre, where they were, where the yes, and yes, and do all the like um, the acrobatic mm-hmm. sort of moves with. Sort of like less of, of of a story. Yeah. Like like in WW, WWF, they'll be like they'll be like, screw you, you had sex with my sister, blah blah. Like oh yeah, that's fun. They didn't do that. They don't do that in Mexico. They don't right. You know they don't I mean? fuck around with the jokes and not jokes, but like the storyline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never heard anybody do the storyline. Screw you, you had sex with my sister. <laughs> I just kind of ripped on that one. It's not bad. I mean, in boxing, Roberto Duran called. Um, I think it was Sugar Ray Robinson. He called his wife a whore or something just to like get him angry. Like, come on, let's go. And he ended up beating him, which was interesting. Because nobody beat Sugar Ray. No one calls Sugar Ray's wife a whore. No, no. But and if you wins. do, then you beat him. Right, right. He, I guess he just so. had the cheat code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew the weakness. Code. But, yeah. Achilles heel. The Achilles whore. Aha. Uh-huh. Achilles whore. <laughs> That's a great bar. <laughs> that does sound like a bar. Yeah, Achilles whore. And goes back to Greek and wrestling being Greek. Yeah. There you go. They all cyclical motions here. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, were you, um, do you, were you raised any kind of like, I know that there's, uh, Louisiana is like parishes and stuff. Yes, yes. So, and wards. 
did you have any kind of like, were you in a church? Were you in a parish? Did you like attend Catholic church? Is that, because every time I hear parish, I just think Catholicism. I know parish is like, we, we call it county okay. for some reason, like New Orleans parish, Jefferson parish, all that. But uh, I grew up, my parents are both atheists, mm-hmm. liberal, open-minded, like intellectual types. They're, they were both lawyers and now they do shit. They read books, they're always, their heads in a book with a glass of wine all day long. And uh, it was a, it was annoying as a kid because you wanted attention. It was just like, hey, I'm reading, I'm reading. So Only child, older brother, mm-hmm. and uh, so just constantly head in a book, the whole thing, and never went to church. The only time I went to church was when I would sleep at a friend's house on Saturday night, and on Sunday morning, his parents would make me go to church just because they didn't want to leave me at the house alone. Mm-hmm. And it so was e- equally boring as staying home alone. <laughs> no, staying home was great because yeah. I got to like go through their drawers and like watch TV and put my feet up and look through their pantry. But uh, going to church was so foreign to me as a kid. Also, I was in Cub Scouts, and that was like very churchy, you know, like a lot of reverent shit where you have to do like masses and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was weird going to church. It was like, forever and ever. Everybody's dressed up. The communion, the wafer, the holy water. That was all new to me. Different snacks than if you would have stayed home. <laughs> totally. The home snacks are way better. But I remember one time I walked up. My friend just like, I was in line in the row of pews. And he did the communion thing where you have to go up and do that. Yeah. And I walked up. And I was just—I didn't know what to do. I just followed the other kids, right. and I walked up, and the guy gave me a wafer, and I went, "Thanks." And he started laughing because you're supposed to say like, uh, "Amen," "Amen," or yeah, "My yeah. Father," or "Blow me," or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, so I never—I never knew why I got a laugh on that, but I told my dad later, and he thought it was hilarious. But then I went to and Catholic. That's when you decided to start comedy. That was when it. That priest yes. laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Making a priest laugh. That's good comedy. So then I moved, or I went to Catholic school, because I went to public school my whole life, and it started getting kind of rough mm-hmm. in the 90s. I grew up in the inner city. It was getting a little dicey. So my dad's like, you're going to Catholic school. You're going to get a good education. You're going to get some real discipline, you piece well, of garbage. How old were you at that point? I mean, Four, 13, 14, you know, they, freshman year. Didn't they, like, have a, a strictness on, like, sacraments? Like, if you... Hadn't had your first Holy Communion and your confirmation. And nah, stuff. I mean they're just they're private school looking for money. I think okay. I, I had to do like a little test, like a little interview, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, whatever, come on in." And uh, it was crazy. We had chapel, we had assembly, we had religion class. So, like I had to like learn it all right mm-hmm. there, and it was weird. But there was some Jews at the school too, mm-hmm. and I remember bonding with them because they had a whole different thing as did I. Well, historically, Jews are funnier. Well, they're funny, but I mean, religion-wise, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm learning about Catholicism for the first time, and so are they, mm-hmm. you know, so we kind of bonded, we were the outcasts, also the curly hair and the comedy, mm-hmm. so that, that meshed well, but uh, yeah, yeah, not not religion, once I got out of Catholic school, that was it, I have a lot of material about how silly religion is, mm-hmm. and all that, so. I, I, I went to Catholic school, but like... We went to, like, a Jewish day camp. Mm. I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about it this morning when I woke up. That, like, I just started remembering... Um, I, well, somebody in the break room at my job gave me a matzah the other yeah. day. And he, he handed it to me and was like... He, or he put the box towards me and he's like, you want one? And I was like, okay. And he's like, have you ever had one? And I was like, yeah, I went to Jewish camp. And, mm-hmm. and then I started thinking about the songs that we used to sing. And like that was the first time I ever got on stage and did anything. Uh-huh. I had stand-up. Like I, had a, I, had the, I, I still have it. I had a puppet that was Animal from the Muppets. And I was telling jokes with the puppet. Yeah. I was Jeff Dunham back then. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I, that was before Jeff Dunham was famous, I think. I he's a zillionaire now. Right. But uh, that kind of got me my start in like 
bombing. Uh-huh. And that was my first time I bombed. I was like six. So, um, <clears throat> so you've been bombing ever since. I've been bombing since I was six. Years and years of uh, bombing. The uh, the songs that that it's, it's so funny how like like I was saying the thing about the the other thing that I remember from when I was a little kid that now just came back to me. Now the this stuff is coming back to me. And when you get like mature enough to gain a retrospect, I started thinking about like the songs and got stuck in my head the comedy sketches that they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jews are funny. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot, was a lot of uh, good times. Yeah, and, and for the record, I want to I don't want to make it sound like I'm like sacrilegious anti. I think religion's good. I think it's helped a lot of people. I think people who are religious tend to be nicer and more in line. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in it. Right. I think it's good and it's a good uh, sentiment, but I'm not into it. I think deep down, people who are religious need that. Yeah. They need that, and I don't want to take away what they need. No, totally. So Go nuts. Take all that and sure. let that be who you are because that's that's like a that's like a a road sign that keeps yes, you yes. that keeps you sort of on the path you should be on. And if you need that sign and that sign makes you better, great. Right. More power anal. But uh yeah, not not for me because I just I just I'm just be a good person to be a good person. I'm more into shame. I think shame is a good religion. You know, like oh, I feel like an asshole if I if I'm mean to this guy. That's shame. That that keeps me in line. You know, these guys who say like I don't murder because it's a commandment. Like that's why you don't murder. Right. That's the reason. That's you don't so do stupid. It it's fucking wrong. Yeah, it's wrong, and, and that's so obvious. People go, how will you know it's wrong if it's not in the Bible? Because I'm a fucking human being. I can sense it out of you, idiots. Like, come on. <laughs> Well, common sense here, folks. <laughs> the the um, I had a, a point there. I was just going to mention the, uh, the 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 shame thing, and you you brought that up, and I went back to the point of like I always wanted to like write a book about my life and all the things that I always thought were interesting, but then I feel like I can't be forgiven as easy if it's on paper there mm-hmm. you know what i mean in in like an audio form that's when i turned like i and i was like oh maybe the audio is the new literary you know the mm. new literature and people can hear what i say and if i said something last week that was maybe a piece of shit thing i can sort of apologize for it now but uh-huh. if i publish a book and it's been now 10 years and i said a thing that i don't now agree with yeah it's harder for me to take that back oh sure sure like so uh, with a lot of vibrations and energy that, that that's going through the world right now, it's like uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sort of be wrong. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy who gets offended by something somebody wrote, and that somebody's me ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But hey, they're for, if they're religious, they have to forgive you. Right? Yeah. They're forgiving, supposedly. Go into every everything forgiving right from the start. Yeah, I mean, who? What other? Group could have so many pedophiles and still be running. Yeah, that's a lot of forgiving. Well, my 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 friend Noah, he did a he did a joke. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say he got molested. No, he did a joke where he said like, um, "You're you're already forgiven. You just say he died for your sins and then you're forgiven." He's like, "So why don't why do you stop sinning? I mean, if somebody says, mm. hey, I got your bar tab, do you stop drinking?' No, right, you just keep on going. Yeah, that's a good point. So I like it. He, he had a lot of he had a really a lot of funny stand up about religion. So every time I came up with like religious jokes, I'd like throw them. Yeah, like I'd be like, see if you can 
unpack this a little bit and make it something better. Yeah, well, religion has so many holes in it that it's easy to to poke fun at. Yeah, you know, because it's so silly. Um. So, um, you know, you go to heaven. It's all your families in heaven. You see all your dead family, but heaven's supposed to be a perfect place. But what if you hate your family? So how is it perfect if you hate them? You know, there's all all a million things you can. Well, get it's into. weird because like your lifetime is from here to here. But then eternity is an infinite amount of here-to-heres. So, like, that's such a, a long time compared to this long time. If long, this long time in paradise. It's like, man, I went on a 13-day cruise, and I was bored. Of course! I eventually got really bored of it. Yes! Like, there's so many more people who are, like... There's way more dead people than there are alive people yeah. who have ever lived. Of course. So it's like, it's just like, is it crowded there? Like, I, I there was a, a billboard. I actually wrote a thing about this, but I never did it on stage. There was a billboard that said, "When you die, you meet God." Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a pretty arrogant thought. Of like, course. So many other people are dying at that very moment. If anything, it's like a it's like a book signing, a meet and greet. You got to get in line, like. He signs your Bible, and then you go... But that's zillions of people. Right. And then what about, like, you know, if you're atheist, or if you're Muslim, or you don't you don't have the same God? Mm-hmm. So are they meeting him as well, or are we just so narcissistic that we go, well, my God is the God. How does that work? Um, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta take that back. The the and uh. I use that uh-huh. one in a lot of things. Like yeah. I say, like... Oh yeah, that's a way. That's maybe not the way, and I, I wound up like changing a lot of the things I think about all the time, like things that maybe I was so set in, and that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. no, that's a way it is. Not yes, the way it yes. Is. So, um, did you fart or was that me? That was you. Uh, uh, I guess it was me. All right, continue. <laughs> I had these. I had these brownies on the train, uh, but they didn't. They didn't make me fart yet. Edibles? No, oh. no, no. Are you? Are you into edibles? Uh, I'm such a lightweight with weed, and, and I have so many mental things that like it amps up all the bad stuff when I get high. Like all the anxiety goes up, the self loathing goes up, the uh, self hatred, the you know insecurity, all that goes way up with weed. So I try not to dabble unless I'm like shit faced already. Mm. But I don't do the edibles because I feel like I'm, it's too high and I can't get out of it. Well, what about, like, mushrooms? Mushrooms I love. Yeah. That's my favorite drug. Yeah. Uh, how often? How I probably often? do them four times a year, something yeah. like that. Not, I don't want to blow my load, but, yeah, I do. I do them quite a bit. But I feel like, I feel like edibles, like, I've only, I've only done it once. Like, but, um, I feel like it's exactly, like, like, hallucinogenic. Like, I'll trip off of... Oh, not me. Like, that gets me to a place where I'm sort of, like, like, I remember... Like, I was a couple months ago. Like, I did edibles, and I I went into to the bathroom to piss, and I was like, what? It was like I was watching a loop of, like, a like everything, like, loop of energy coming up from, like, my arm down and to watch my piss come out. Wow. And I was like, what a weird, like, no one pisses this way. I've never had that in my life. That sounds pretty cool. But... See, I think you're like a relaxed guy. You mm-hmm. seem kind of content in life, and f- you seem just kind of happy-go-lucky. I- I'm sitting there going, like, I'm peeing, and I'm like, what are they thinking in the other room? 
Am I am I peeing too long? Is this weird? Uh, uh, why am I on drugs? What am I doing with my life? Oh, well, my parents are, they hate me. You know, I just that's why that's my head. Shame, like it's all a- just worry, shame. What's he thinking? What's he thinking about me? Am I a piece of shit? Am I bad? I can't. So I can't enjoy the the energy dick swirl. I'm, I'm yeah. too uh, too in my own head. It's so weird, man. Like it's I keep having this conversation about like. What other people think of me is none of my business, and I keep thinking about that very often because so often I like get wrapped up in like I, my body dysmorphia, and then mm. like my other, you know, like the, the once it once it piles on, it just continues to pile on until I just go like, well, I gotta, I gotta be something better than that, mm-hmm. so that somebody else can understand, like somebody else can maybe see that and go, oh well, he's sort of what I'd like to be sort of like that instead right, of right. instead of instead of me verbalizing how shitty I feel about myself or whatever like I I I had a I had a big I had a big like beard yesterday and I shaved it off mm. I shaved it down and um I walked into my neighbor's house to to borrow the sound equipment that failed on me and he's like oh you shaved oh you you need to shave that gut now like shave mm. that gut down now. Yeah, I was like, oh. that sounds like a great guy. I was like, oh man, I was hovering at around yeah. normal, right? And, and now I'm gonna have shame about that all day. Oh, what a douche! Uh, but I mean, I forgive. That's what he is. He deserved. Like I, I don't. Well, you gotta be nice. You're getting these sound equipment. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I, I love to be a resource for him in his in his ways. But in my top five, he's not the. Per- he doesn't want anything from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not. Not that like I I have anything to offer, but mm-hmm. let's say you know, it's just it's a creative thing, and then, you know, ball busting is part of it. Uh-huh. Just the same way ball busting is part of comedy. It's of just course, part of it. It just comes with the zeitgeist of what yeah. it is. You know, I agree. It's I agree, that. and that's not bad. But you're not a big guy. You, you look. Your arms are crazy jacked. <laughs> you look great. Thanks. If I was a lady, I'd be sitting on that face. It was like something you were like when you walked in. You were like, "Man, how come you waited till you were that old to have sex for the first time?" Yeah, you, you what? You lost your virginity at eighteen, nineteen, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. I'm surprised a buff guy with a ponytail and uh, nice eyeballs and a hell of a voice you got on you. Oh, thanks, man. I I'm so jealous of other people's voices. I never even take a second to think that mine's nice at all. Like it just, oh, it's very it's, soothing. It still sounds to me like an old person. Like a, no. Like an, when an old person calls a young kid and a young kid's like, hello? And they're like, no, no. Is, you... your mom, <laughs> is your mom there? No, yeah, you sound like a, like a, like a scary puppet. Oh, yeah. You know, it's good. I'm going to send in some, some voiceover work. Please, Audition. yes. Audition, scary puppet. Yeah. Oh, you know, that was a huge thing. I always wanted to do... I thought my my dreams and my goals as a kid is like what I wanted to do. Number one was comedian. Number two was voice cartoons. Mm-hmm. And number three was be a pro wrestler. Wow, well, you got one of them. Yeah. He's a pro wrestler, folks, if you don't know by now. I mean, sort of. I mean, it's not something I've ever made a living off of. Oh, oh I thought it's, you were it's a pro. Kinda like, it's kind of like, no, I mean, it's called professional wrestling. It's not that I'm a pro wrestler like who wrestles for a living i don't go on tour all right but can I, can I say this about pro wrestling the only sport where the professional version of it is more embarrassing yeah isn't that interesting yeah like, oh that stuff's called the amateur yeah but it's also embarrassing that's why i never did it 
Like, I didn't want to be a little boy in, like, these tights. Yeah. Like, with, like, adults cheering me on with this stupid thing on my head. I know, but at least it's real. But the... And it's, it takes uh, skill and but, athleticism. But so does pro wrestling. It's that's a, true, it's that's art. true. It's, it's an art. art. Form. So but it's still more, it's a play as well. Te- you're telling stories? Like, yeah. Uh, I got introduced on stage by a comic, and he's like, oh, this next guy's a pro wrestler. That's like... He said that it's uh, aggressive blocking. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, like acting blocking. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess. Like, yeah. I get, I get it, but it's... it's. It is an art. I, I don't want to take that away from right. you. But it, it is weird when a guy's like, uh, you know, you stole my wallet, and he jumps <laughs> off of the top rope and does a fake elbow, and the guy holds his eye like, ah, and then you slam the ground to show that there was, an, <laughs> it was a hit, you know? <laughs> I think... People's perception of pro wrestling is way more embarrassing than wrestling. I guess so. Well, then you get hit by a chair, and anytime somebody's getting hit by a chair, it's kind of like, what's going on here? I think that that, you know, like, um, I heard you on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast, and you Uh guys were talking about um, the the don't steal jokes and the the rules and the cult of it. Like, the sort of cult in pro wrestling is like... um, and this goes way back, and I don't even think it's spoken about. Mm-hmm. It's like, get offended by people saying fake. Get offended by people uh, implying that it's not real. Mm-hmm. Because the moment they do that, it's saying, like, this is something I've loved my entire life, and I've committed my life to it, and you're saying it's fake, so then you're saying I'm fake. Ah, uh, no, I don't think you're right, fake. No, no, I, I'm not saying that that's how I feel. Yeah. But I'm saying that that could be, like, just the, the quick... Broad brush, sure, that, sure, that, right. That I hear strokes you. over the. Uh, it, it's not all uh, box that fits into this. You know what I mean? It's not like all fits into this one category. Mm. There's layers to it. Well, uh, the the problem is, is like acting is fake. Obviously, yeah, exactly. you go to a play, that's fake. But nobody calls acting fake. Mm. But we call reality shows fake right, because but everyone, it, watches them. but everyone watches them. But those are fake as much as acting. But we call them fake because. They have this guise of being real. It's called reality. And I think wrestling is under the guise of, oh, it's real. It's These guys are getting hurt. These are uh, whatever. And so that's why everybody calls it fake. Right, yeah. Well, but because everything's fake. The predetermined, but that exactly, the structured reality. Yeah, structured reality. Like, stand-up comedy is fake. I didn't really go to the store today, like I'm saying in my joke. <laughs> you held the door open for this woman today. Yeah. This happened nine years ago. Of course. It's a, it's a worked-out bit. I had to try it over months. and Yeah, so it's all fake, but I think it's the fact that we pretend it's somewhat real. Yeah, yeah. And that's what throws people. Yeah, like, um, every every time I've ever got off stage, people are like, was that a real story? Right, You've right. said that it was a real story, and I'm like, well, if I said it was a real story, then it was real. But, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Sean Patton. Mo- most of the other things I said, I didn't preface it with it's a real story. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably some structured version of it. Right, story. right. Well, the base of the story is real, and I added fun jokes in it. Right. Yeah, so the the foundation is real, but there's all kinds of shit peppered in to make it more entertaining. What, what did he say? Uh, Mitch Hedberg did a thing on his album. He's like, "We gotta, we gotta, we gotta sweeten these up," which is comedy language for add sugar too. To, oh, add sugar too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's funny. He was a funny guy. Whatever happened to him? Oh man, he he must have. You know, he must have. Uh, Joined a cult or something. Yeah, probably. Hopefully he's doing comedy somewhere. Yeah. 
like um, I did this. I did this interview, like in the same thing where I, I had that interview with uh, Lenny Poffo, where he said mm-hmm. the thing about "I'll be myself" or "I'll be by myself." I did another interview with this guy, uh, Tugboat. He used to wrestle in the WWE. I've heard of Tugboat. So he, that's my favorite gay porn star. <laughs> <laughs> he he did a, like a. He he had like these really wise things, and he wound up. Um, man, what was the point I was making there? Tugboat. Well, I, Come on. I kind of lost it. That's um, uh, that brownie kicking in. <laughs> he he had a, he had some really cool points. And <laughs> I'll get back to it if I remember. All right, we'll, we'll edit this forgot. in post. <laughs> um, but a lot of it was like the the lessons of like you're, you're – Gonna learn. And this is the thing I said. Even like when you were talking about the advice that people always ask you mm-hmm. for people, people will go, "Hey, let's get coffee." And you tell me the cheat code right. to being a Mark Norman level comic. I want to do exactly what you do on the level you do it. Mm-hmm. So that's like, oh, I want to be competition to you. I want yes. to take food off your table, sort of thing. Well, but, I don't see it like that. No, but, but I mean, that's, it, it does maybe, minimize what you're doing, like. Just tell me how to do it so I can do it. Right. Why do you have to learn it? Right. It's like saying, oh, tell me how to, you know, uh, like run a four-minute mile. I can't just tell you how to run it. you got to go work your legs out and exercise and blah, blah, train, you know? Right. The, the, uh, it's, you know, it's like college. The co- you, it's like going to college. you got to learn a thing. Yeah. You, get, you, just aren't, you just aren't a doctor. They, right. You have right. to go, go to school and learn how to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, but it's but, hard to study. I can't memorize. Well, I keep doing it. And I, I did. Um, I make this 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 comparison all the time. I I say like, I, well, I started with like that. Um, the best teacher is experience. Uh, yeah. With anything, not just comedy, not just pro wrestling, not just any, like. Um, I, I say like um, when you play Super Mario, the the first Super Mario, as you're going along, like if you're playing for the first time on the first board, that first guy kills you. And then you get another shot, and you mm-hmm. get the fuck out of the way of that guy. Yeah, like that's kind of like you. Get, that's life. You you screw up, so you learn something. Mm-hmm. It's very Batman. Uh, why did we fall down? There you go. So we can learn to pick ourselves back up. But in real life, you only get one shot at life. You know, on Mario, you have another. You know, right, you well, get a one up or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you need to have those mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Goes back to the mushrooms. Love you shrooms. <laughs> But yeah, by the way, somebody had a good point about how Mario, it's called Super Mario Brothers, mm. but his name is Mario. Right. So it's not... Is his, his name bro- Mario Mario? Exactly, yeah. It's right. a very uh, strange... No one caught that till 20 years later. Uh, maybe somebody in the, somebody screamed it out in, like the, in the focus group, mm-hmm. and they're like, shut up! Yeah, I guess, yeah. Shut up, Luigi, we'll put you in. <laughs> yeah, what, why didn't... So he's Luigi Mario. Yeah. Very strange. Luigi Mario Mario Mario. We uh, do you remember the the TV show that was like yes. Captain, Captain Lou Albano was was Mario was was the real life Mario, yes the live action not real life because he wasn't really Mario was he a wrestler he was a uh, he was a wrestler oh, I didn't know he that was a, it was a wrestling manager oh back cool in, back in the day that's awesome he used to have like fishing hooks through his face and stuff what yeah. I didn't know that um he did like the whole stuff where like. Cindy Lauper and Hulkamania, like that, all started the boom of pro wrestling in the eighties. I did not know that. And uh, he, we, me, and my best friend Rich were on a, 
a show where Captain Lou was supposed to be there, and we're like, let's get him to do the Mario dance. Do the Mario! And that was the thing. He, like, showed up while our match was happening. So everyone stopped and, like, paid attention to him walking in, and we were like, okay, we'll just stop doing that. <laughs> like, Everybody say, hey, to Mario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's since passed. Ah, well, he had a good run. He'll be missed. He, <laughs> he didn't do enough mushrooms. No, no, he needs another one-up. Uh, I wonder if he ever got laid as being Mario. You know, like, I wonder if there was a girl like, oh, that Mario thing is so hot. Because, you know, he's still on TV. Like, well, I mean, that would be that would be someone's uh, fantasy to be Princess Peach. Or yes, like, yes. Because, like, a lot of times you'll notice, like, like TV shows and movies, like, these guys get these out-of-their-league girls all sure. the time. Cause, and then that relate, people can relate and people go, oh, well, if he can get that, mm-hmm. then I can get that. Like, every, like, Kevin James show... Is like him with some that's true, yeah. Out of this world girl, yeah. Like any, any um, Adam Sandler movie, he's right. got some like way hotter totally. girl than he could have got. If this is a believable character, who's this way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the 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 believability. We suspend disbelief. Yes, for the fact that like he could never get that girl. Yeah, um, that's just kind of the American way. The husband's uh, old and fat, and the wife is young and thin. Uh, my, on TV, my my old tag team partner used to um, he used to date this girl who was like a an extra in Selena. Oh wow! And uh, wow, well, quit bragging, huh? <laughs> quit bragging. Quite a resume notch on the but, belt. But she like modeled clothes on a runway and like came out and like winked at a guy and then like walked out. That was like that was like all she did in the movie. I I, I never saw that part of the movie. I'm sure they cut it out, but. Um, he says that he used to watch that movie when he was a kid, and he'd be like, that girl will never wink at that guy. Mm. That girl will never wink at that guy. And then he, then he like, started dating her, and he didn't know. What? That, he didn't know that she was the That's girl. That's insane. He didn't know that she was the girl that did that, that scene. Yeah. And he was like, oh, man, I used to always watch that scene and go, that girl would never wink at that guy. And she's like, I didn't wink at that guy. Mm. I winked. They, it was a di- they, oh, cut they cut it together. It. They it, cut it. Yeah. The world is Hollywood. Yeah, baby. Nothing's real. It's all fake. That's the lesson here. It's all smoke and mirrors. Well, in in uh, in wrestling backstage, we we call it all a work. Mm. We say it's a work. So I say it's a work about everything. It's a work. Like like, uh, like football is a work. Basketball is a work. I think everything's a work, and the only thing that's not getting away with. It being work is pro wrestling. The only one that like, will admit it. You think you think other sports are rigged? Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, totally. You think so? I totally think mm, so. Interesting. Uh, I've never been like a real big sports guy, but I mean, what did you notice? Like crazy, how crazy it is here in Philadelphia now that the, the Eagles won the Super yeah. Bowl. And uh, what do you mean crazy? Like I don't know. Like it's like. We deserved it, and I, that, that's another thing. Like it kind of bothers me about sports, and I, maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe I need to get over my shit. Maybe I'm full of full of shit or whatever. But when, when like people go, "Oh, our team, like we we were running behind, and we didn't," like no, no, you were watching it at home. Ah, uh, you didn't do anything. I have a joke about that. That's funny you say that. Oh, yeah. The whole we thing. Right. We won the soup. No, we we ate nachos and got the runs. Right. You know, they always do we with the good shit. It's never right. the bad. It's never like we went to spring training. We got a concussion. We're in jail for hitting a stripper. <laughs> Why don't they we that part? It's only the good. We too. 
Yeah, hashtag we too. And your girlfriend comes in, we need to talk. No, I need to get yelled at. Let's be honest. I can't do that to her. We're going to have a team meeting, y'all. Yeah, yeah. She comes home, I'm banging a girl. I'm like, hey, we're getting laid. <laughs> I do I do have that with my girlfriend now. It's like when she enjoys something, I feel that's us enjoying something. Mm-hmm. If like I'm in the other room and I hear her laughing, I feel like that's us laughing. You know what I mean? That's like, nice. Yeah. I love her joy. I'm, I, I feel that completely, yeah. And I, I feel that way about like my my circle. You know what I mean? Like anybody around me, I see them doing well. Like it's a thing in, in pro wrestling the same as it is in comedy where like, oh, this person got that. This person mm-hmm. got that. Oh, why did they, they didn't deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, they're not, they're not good enough. They're There's not a lot of that. Enough. And it's like, I don't want to be jealous of anybody. I just want to be like the people who are, you know, genuine. And, yeah. And, you know, uh, sort of like making a difference and, uh, not not advertising themselves as one thing and then actually being something else. Mm-hmm. Did you did you uh, going back to Seinfeld because you said you like met him and it was a weird situation? Yeah. Did you, did you watch that Netflix documentary that, that was on there about him starting out the again? Comedian. Oh yeah, no, that's no, that's old. It was the old old one. Not yeah. The, not the one of him coming back. Oh, there's another uh, one. No, no, I'm sorry. That that is the one. It yeah, was like 2002. They just put it on Netflix, right, but it's they old. Just, they just put it on. I, yeah, I've seen it. I own it. I have the DVD. I've seen it a million times. I feel like I'm talking about that all the time. Like, That's with, so good. Like with like nor, like normal everyday. Like not that I, I'm not talking about it on the podcast very often, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about it, like I keep bringing it up. Like when he was like telling that story to Orny about like the the band that the band that like. Oh yeah, the snow, yeah, the, snow the Andy and Warhol like, painting and all that. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "Can you imagine being them?" Yeah, and oh, that's just, how do people live like this? <laughs> yeah, that's such a great story. And it's the the comparisons, and I, I like uh, there's a comedian uh, John Kinsel mm. in Philadelphia. He's like a, he's always at helium, but he uh, he does a he he does a podcast. And I did his podcast, and he he uh, he was like. I, I like to read the the books written by the wrestlers, mm. and I feel like every time you read those books, you can take out pro wrestling and put in comedy. And there, exactly uh, I've heard thing. the same thing. Yeah, and, and, um, I agree. Every time I read those books, I feel the same way. And every time I've gone and done comedy, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same the the, the instant gratification from the, the reactions. Like I love that in the ring. That's yeah. the thing I'm addicted to, and I love it in wrestling or I love it on stage. But like, I don't have to get punched. I don't have to get punched. Right, right. I don't have to get your ego around. gets punched. You get yeah. a little humiliation punch. And I get to keep all my clothes on and your teeth. And I get to keep my teeth. Nobody yeah. punches me. Right. No, nobody, nobody boos me unless I want them to boo me. That's what I always think about with sports. You know, you always hear Tom Brady is forty and he's still playing this well. It's like I want to be doing comedy till I'm eighty-eight. And with with sports, it's all a physical things. So right. Your body breaks down, and you get hurt, you get injured, and you're weaker. Yeah. Stand up comedy, your brain—I mean, until you go senile—can keep getting sharper, mm-hmm. and you don't have to. You can just stand there, and that's what's so cool about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like. I mean, if you love football more than anything, you're just kind of screwed at fifty. Right. Yeah. What a what a bummer! You just have to give up your favorite <laughs> thing on the planet because you're fifty. <laughs> the, uh, it, it, it's funny. Like um, the. Like the the muscles that you train, like your brain is the muscle you train mm-hmm. to do that sport. You know, yeah, uh, it's it becomes stronger. Just right. like your body becomes stronger as you as you work it out. Um, the 
the creative energy is the same. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and this is something like I'm I'm kind of facing this now. Like um, I've been I've been in the wrestling game since 2002, and um, I, my creative juices are are getting filled up by other pitchers now. Uh-huh. Know, like the glass that needs the creative juice in it are, is filled up by, you know, the podcasting. Like I do this and my other podcast, and it's like those, those are kind of telling me like if I can't if I take one more hit to the head and then I all of a sudden can't talk anymore or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's scary. Well, it, it's like oh well, maybe it's time to sort of think about getting out. Like yeah, maybe. I, I think I might have said it for the first time on Friday. Ooh. This Friday. This past Friday. Um, but do you love it? I do. I do. I love it so much. It's like my first love. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was the third. Yeah. Stand-up comedy. Yeah. What was the second one? Uh, uh, com- uh, uh, a voiceover. Cartoon voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that you was, can do forever. That was... I, I, I thought that was because... I, what, what movie was like Robin Williams in where he was Mrs. Like, Doubtfire. Where he was, a com- he was a cartoon voiceover. Yeah. I was like, man, I want to I do that watching Mrs. Doubtfire. And... And that was since I, I mean I, I didn't put all this together the fact that we're like the exact same age so um, the you look much younger by the way you got a fresh face well I just shaved my face aha uh-huh. well, I'm also hungover oh yeah I, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a tad hungover alright uh, I I had I don't drink wine but I had wine last night but then I followed that wine with like Four or five Miller Lights. <laughs> yes, the white trash dinner. <laughs> Wine and Miller Lights. The breakfast of champion white trash. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but, um, like, is that like a, a perk of like being on the road? Like, what is the, the consequence? You know what I mean? The consequence, of course, is being hungover. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, it's like, is it like you're escaping what you're, like, you're, is it kind of like, you know, the shame you feel. Like, yeah. when you're high, you get that shame, but that's, like, you, you sometimes can escape that. And sure. just be in that high. Yes. But, like, when you're in your everyday life. Yeah, it's and, tough. You and, can't escape it. And then you come out on the road, and it's like, oh, I'm on, I'm the guy on the show. My name's on the marquee. These people paid to see me. Mm-hmm. I'm the, Like, do you get caught up in that, like, or do you remove your ego from it? Oh, I'm, I don't get caught up in that at all. I mean, in the beginning, it was like, oh, cool, I'm the headliner, this is my show, but now I've been doing it so many years, and so many, I'm in a different city every weekend. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, blurs together, but I think the drinking comes in because it's just, it's just a, I'm weak, you know, I'll, I'll do the shows, you know, you get you get wrapped up in it, you, you have a good set, and you, get all, you got that high going, so you gotta have a drink to, like, calm it down. And then you're like, I don't want to just go back to my hotel and sit there and watch infomercials. What the hell? I'm going to just jerk off all night because I won't fall asleep till four. Right. So hey, I'll have another drink. Uh, what are you doing? Are you going out? Hey, I'll see the city. All right, have another night. Now you're blacking out at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up in the hotel room at noon. You lost the whole day. So it's just because I don't want to sit there with my own thoughts, really. Right, yeah. It's all weakness. But I could, if I was a stronger person, I could just go back to my room, maybe work on the act. Uh, call a friend, do some emails, do some work, or, or just watch TV, take a load off. But now I gotta, I gotta shut the brain off. Going back to that, like the the parallels, the pro wrestling and pro wrestling mm-hmm. and comedy. Like I, I feel this way. Um, Wild West comedy, that documentary. Um, I didn't see it. You never Vince Vaughn, Sebastian mm-hmm. Maniscalco, mm-hmm. Um, 
John Caparulo, and the the, the um, who else was in it? Um, Gary Goldman was in it. Oh, Goldman! Yeah, he's one of my faves. Uh, yeah, so it's a funny. good documentary, dude. You should check it out. I will. Um, Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix. No. All right, I'll find it. But uh, I, Justin Long is in it. Oh, uh, weird. They do. There's parts where I go, oh my god, that's my life. Like Sebastian was like a server at an Olive Garden, mm. and he's like naming lights on the weekend, and then back on a name tag. Yes, I'm like, that's my life. I've done the same. Thing. I used and, to be a janitor. Same thing. Yeah, and uh, the um, during the one of, one of John Caparulo's bits, he did like uh, he was like, anybody here ever work at Burger King? And somebody in the back get fuck yeah, and then he was like, you doing all right, buddy? And then he gets in the back, and he's like, can you believe that asshole? He screamed out, fuck you, when I was saying anybody. Uh, he's like, no, the guy said, fuck yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, I acted like a total asshole. Oh, uh, like, no. I've been there. I've been to that same place. Yeah, yeah. That's, we are that exact thing. Like, that's that's something that, like, you're, as much as, and, and, and the same thing is, like, in, in stand-up, when you're bombing, mm-hmm. you're not in a movie that does bad. You're you. You're, you're fully you. In real time. Did you did you see the uh, Jamie Kennedy documentary? Heckler? Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. He's like, my, you're not booing. You're, you're not booing something I was in. You're booing me. Me. My person. My being. Yeah. That's that's like. It's hard for like somebody it's who's tough. trying to trying to remove ego. Sure. And then and then your ego's wrapped up in these reactions. Yeah. Because there's always a troll, like somebody, always, somebody who wants to piss you off. Yeah. Because they're like, oh man, did you see that? Guy? He wasn't even good. It, it, because have, people want to take it back. They, from they you. do. People are evil, and they have. You have to have this balance in your in your ego of like, okay, I cannot listen to this guy and just shut him out and just keep doing what I'm doing. But you also have to be like, well, maybe if this is happening a lot, I should internalize some of this. Mm. So you have to kind of have a give and take. You can't just be one of these guys like. Fuck him, he's an asshole. Well, but he could be right. Right, right. So you have to keep that on in your mind. But also, back to the wrestling thing, the parallels are so similar. Because stand-up is so gritty. Mm. It's just you and a crowd with a microphone. And wrestling's the same way, where it's just you versus this guy in front of a crowd. And you have to start from nowhere. No one knows who you are. You want to just be a wrestler. you got to just... Go find a match, yeah. and it's in like a fucking barn in Michigan or something. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then you have a, have to have a persona, you have to have a name, you have to make a name for yourself, and just keep working your way up. Right. And you have to win a match, or look good in a match, or be a heel, and a comic has to kill. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's so similar. Yeah, it's crazy how that how they go together, and they're very. You have to have a big ego and no ego at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. you have to go. Hey, I'm a wrestler. I can get in there. I'm entertaining. I'm captivating. But also, I'm willing to take a wrench to the teeth. Yeah, it's show know? business. It's showbiz. It's the, the same with comedy. Go on. Comedy's like, hey, I'm funny enough to get up there, but I also have to be uh, humble enough to take a beating. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's tough to sometimes like remove ego from it. Mm-hmm. Because like you're, like I, I my my mom had me watch like a Wayne Wayne Dwyer speech or something. You know Wayne Dwyer is like this mm-hmm. like old uh, uh, inspirational motivational oh, cool. speaker or like whatever. A Tony Robbins sort of thing. Yeah, he sort of like that. And he said uh, he talked about ego as edging God out. Uh-huh. And oh, that's wow. the way he broke down ego. And I was like edging God out. You're edging like you're going. 
Oh, I'm better than God. Whoa, man, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't have uh, God in me at all, so right, right. I don't. He's already been edged out. But like, it's just like a. You know, the people, like, maybe that's where the origin of holier-than-thou comes from. Ah. I, I don't, I don't, I said maybe, because I'm... That's not bad. Wrong. That's not bad. Um, the, the, uh, the not having God. So, is that, like, I know your parents were both atheists. Um, is that more like a, is that more like a, you don't know what happened, like, you just, is it more of like an uncertainty, or like, like you think when you, when you die you're dead and that's just it. Yeah, just dead. Yeah, that's what I think. I know that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. But just because it's a bummer doesn't mean it's not true. Right. I mean, it's a reality that you sort of have to accept sometimes. Yeah. Some people get like so wrapped up. Like it's like if I told you pro wrestling was not real all the way, mm-hmm. and you always thought it was. Yeah. Like it's just that's like a, just a, how life is. It's uh, a fact. Facts are facts. It may be that way, and maybe it isn't. Yeah. So I keep going like. You know, like they, the infinite time, infinite time that you spend in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be light and love. In that, in that, in living, living in a place of light and love. I'm like, why can't I live in a place of light and love now? In case that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't know. I, I feel, uh, and I, I know people always say, well, hey, atheism is just as shitty as religion because. How come if how come you know like you're saying you know there's no god that's just as bad as a guy going I know there is a god mm. and I just think well one of them is rational you know like if you put a gun to my head and said is there a god and they said if I answer incorrectly I'll get shot in the temple I would say bring it on I believe there isn't one that much oh, wait are you religious no oh okay I, no, thank no, god no. I'm just trashing it no, in front no, of you no. I never knew um, no I said I don't, I'm not really. I, I live more in the religion of role models. Like it, yeah, role models are good, not, but you got to be a role model too. You right. can't just uh, right. That's I'm I'm that's, you gotta break away. I'm praying to the role model. Right, that is me. a role model. You know, you see um, those uh, a rocket shoot off of NASA, and they have the boosters on the side, and eventually mm-hmm. the boosters break off. Yeah, that's you. You're the booster, and the role model is the rocket. And you're hanging on to it, and then eventually you become you break off and become your own thing. Right, right. That's the goal with a role. Then you're somebody else's role model. Hopefully. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I feel like sometimes there's, like, memories that I can hold on to. Mm-hmm. Like, both memories that I saw when I was a kid that, like, inspired me to be what I am. And then memories that I hold on to, hoping that someone else remembers that there you as go. a kid. There you go. And uh, That's good. I, I had this, like, thing. Um, when, when I have a little sister who's 11 years younger than me. Um, when she was, like, in kindergarten, she, she got ringworm. They had Adventure Gym in her school. She got ringworm on the side of her face. Mm. And it looked, if you, like, squinted, it looked like letters mm-hmm. that spelled out uh, scat, the word Interesting. scat. And I jokingly called her scat face once. Uh-huh. When she was seven or eight. Uh-oh. When she was, like, 17, 18, she brought it up. Whoa. And has resented me for it. That entire time. Holy shit, Dick. Uh, and I was like, I can't tell you how sorry I am. I've done so many other things that weren't that piece of shit thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I hope that you don't hold on to that and think that's the that's the the person that I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that scares me when I when I think about like 
like my girlfriend wants us to have kids and I think about like that kind of stuff and I'm like oh man I, yeah I, or, like one word one thing you say mm-hmm. like I just had this conversation with my father who I, I wasn't raised by but like he was around for a little while and he was a dick mm-hmm. and I was like you have to understand like y- you are before before you all we know is like this is one of ten years I'm ten years old every year. When you're a kid, feels like you're waiting forever for your birthday. But yeah. now that you're older, those years don't feel like they take as long sure. for the next birthday. So all the information that I take in at this young age versus all the information I take at as an older age, you know what I mean? That's all way more vital yeah. to make up who I am. So if you come into my life and you introduce me to shit that I didn't like, that I didn't know, it's not like there's a whole bunch of other options in my head. You're what is... God to me. You know uh, what I mean? You are the only Netflix subscription I have. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, it's all you know. Like, like he introduced me to the N-word. I didn't know before he came around. Uh, he introduced me to pussy. He intro- Like, not the act, not actual pussy, just the, the word. Or like, to- uh, uh, like, like, objectifying women. When I was raised up until that point, like, he came around when I was, like, 12. Who is this guy? My father. Oh, he sounds like a bad egg. <laughs> All I've heard is he uh, told you how to objectify women in the N-word. Right, yeah. So, like, I was I was raised by my mom, like, single mom. Um, and then he comes around and he, like, objectifies her in front of me. Eee. And then I'm like, she's not somebody to be objectified in my eyes. She's an angel, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then it made, it, then that, in a way... Was served as a role model for me to be anything but that. Ah, uh-huh. got so it. I in the conversation I had with him, I said, "Look, man, I love you unconditionally, and I forgive you for everything you did without you ever even asking me, because I know you're not aware enough mm-hmm. to know that you fucked me up." Right. Like, um, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually went into a thing yesterday. Uh, I was talking about somebody who like plays the victim on everything. Mm-hmm. They, instead of instead of taking responsibility or accountability for anything, they just sort of blame, oh, yeah. blame away. Those people are never going to do well. And and I said, uh, when he gets into his when he gets into his defending himself mode, I said that's when he turns into his unaware wolf. Ooh, I like it. I like that a lot. <laughs> so it's like that's good. You got you got you got to apologize for shit that's wrong. You yeah, gotta, you got to internalize. You own your stuff. Yeah, or like, else you'll never get grow or get better. Uh, Unaware, well, it's a full moon, and you can't stop blaming everyone else. Right. Well, take that with you. <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap her up here. <laughs> I think we nailed it there. Okay. Is, is there anything that you take as like a final message? Because this is what I always ask right at the end. I always say like. Um, if this was all of a sudden evolving with Mark Norman, if mm-hmm. this was your podcast and I happen to be here hanging with you on it and you wanted to have like a takeaway message that yes. was like the exact theme, like uh, Jerry, Jerry Springer's final thought. Sort you of got thing. it, got but, like, it. Moment from you. I hear you. Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of things. Um, be yourself, figure out who that is and be it all the way. Uh internalize when things are going wrong. Don't blame everyone else. Blame yourself, too. You're part of this as well. And there is no God. So uh, handle your own shit. Stop relying on others. And be a good person for others and for yourself, not because some book told you to. 
Grow the hell up, people. I think that's it. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Find a role model and be a role model and quit being a douche. Hear, hear. Praise Allah. Well, I, I feel that you are a lovely man. Oh, I, come on. Also, like, I, I, I always say to anybody, if, like, you feel like there's some knowledge you can get from me or if there's some, like, some support or I can be a resource to you in any way, please don't hesitate to ask me if you want to. Uh, text me or whatever you have my if you need to just talk to somebody judgment all right i appreciate it i'm always there thank you you know we're friends now so hey (laughs) so let's be friends all right well i'm gonna have to ask you to leave (laughs) (laughs) now that now that we're friends yes now i can be myself all right man well thank you for having me everybody thanks for listening and keep evolving yes